0: And the one doctor's appointment that I had an appointment at work that I couldn't make, I get a phone call from her and she is just bawling her eyes out. And I go, what, you know, what, what she goes, they can't find a heartbeat
1: hey welcome back to too hard too fast new intro is coming soon because I'm tired of saying the same old thing i've said since twenty twenty and we're in twenty twenty two i'm gonna think of a new one but you know what this is the podcast where we're definitely gonna open up and broaden perspectives uh we've done it and i appreciate it now we're starting a whole new year happy new year happy new month. year whoop, whoop. happy new year twenty twenty two Uh, Same me, still, same demons, not working through them, not making (laughs) resolutions. Uh, We'll see. Maybe I'll try to better myself every now and then, but
0: Art. I hope not. I hope not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Arthur's back. Last time you guys saw him, he was here as a guest co-host. Culture Jam. (laughs) With Culture Jam, we ended the podcast that we were doing with Sabrina Uh, with Culture Jam, and then we started talking about a lot of cool things, funny things, and then we got real serious, and I was like, dude, we need to have another episode and just talk about this. So in true Too Hard Too Fast fashion, we're going to go Too Hard Too Fast. We're going to talk about funny things. We're going to talk about serious topics, Um, and we're going to go off the rails. We'll see where this goes, but sit back, buckle up. Let's go. Too Hard Too Fast. Boom. Um, boom.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back.
1: Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Too hard, too fast.
0: Too hard, too fast. Too hard, too fast.
1: Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Welcome back. Too hard, too fast.
0: Will we go off the rails and George has to worry about it. So, <laughs> here we go. The podcast of the century. It's done looking good. Right. <laughs>
1: Arthur, what's the name of your channel again?
0: I am the rowdy texan abroad on YouTube and yep, trying to put some more stuff out there.
1: <laughs> I think you need to start changing the channel's name to the rowdy sexy texan Ooh. abroad. Get some more get some more uh, likes and uh views and
0: controversy your way. You know that wouldn't be a bad idea except then they'd come on the channel and see me and they'd be like womp mm, womp. <laughs> <laughs> hey you know if i if job. i still had my beard if i still had my beard that was like down to here you know i could agree with that but you know with the little short stuff eh. you know what a beard needs do you say bedazzlement i'm
1: i'm leaving no a good beard needs a good beard Oh and I want to know which one is the better one. <clears throat> We're gonna find out. It's a weird thing I'm
0: thinking I'm going with. I'm gonna go with the Shiner one because I used to work at the brewery. So I'm I always kind of lean the, the way of Shiner.
1: Yeah, do you think Okay, can you talk about this? Do you think Shiner has ever made uh a bad beer?
0: <sighs> so <laughs> so let's uh Let's, too hard let's to go fight. back. Yeah, too hard, too fast. <laughs> um, you know, there was there was a point when I was working at the brewery, and this was between February of 2012 and August of 2012, whenever I got married and moved to Central Texas. Um they started, well, they they started producing the shiner light blonde, which I love shiner blonde. I love Shiner Blonde. That's my favorite. And a lot of people don't know Shiner Blonde, the recipe is the original Cosmo Spetzel beer recipe. Not Shiner Bach. Shiner Blonde is the original recipe that Cosmo Spetzel, the founder of the Spetzel brewery that makes Shiner, brought with him and, and produced. They started producing the light blonde, which... I, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good trying. I, I love lighter beers. I do. I like me I a mean, blonde every we now and then. <laughs> last Shiner, time we blonde,
1: here, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> right. The wife's going to be listening to that <laughs> and doing the raised eyebrow. See, I could say that. I could say that because my wife is blonde, so that would work. Um, but they started producing the Shiner Light Blonde. And if anybody listening, if you've never been to the Spetzel Brewery, You can go and they will give you a tour of the entire brewery, bring you back to the hospitality room. There it is in Shiner, Texas. Look it up Shiner, Texas, not that far from central Texas, where where we're at. They will take you back to the hospitality room. They have a bunch of beers on tap in the hospitality room. They will give you five wooden tokens that will get you five, six ounce beers. When we would get off of our shift at the brewery and we would work, um, damn, now I don't remember. It was like 5 a.m. to 4 p.m. or 3 p.m. It was in, somewhere in there. But all of us would get off of our shift and we'd all go up to the hospitality room to get our free beers. There was one time, I got the light blonde and I took a drink and it was awful. It smelled skunky. There was just a, there was a funk to it. Drank it. And ever since then, I have not been able to drink it. And from what I heard was that they did have a bad batch at that point. And that's what was in the hospitality room. But to me, it just kind of ruined it. I, I just, I can't. I can't drink the light blonde. So when it comes to beers, I always lean the way of Shiner, unless it's a light blonde, but I'm kind of kind of jaded on that. I'm scarred. I have like like just a little cringe to the light blonde because of how how bad it truly was.
1: Let me tell you this, you definitely went too hard too fast because <laughs> I this is like an inside story and I loved it. I love you. You went off the rails and maybe misunderstood my question because that is hilarious <laughs> that they messed up their batch. I was more talking like I wanted some dirt on the flavors. You know they have different flavors. Oh. This is a pecan, and you know they have the the ruby, and didn't was <laughs> there was another name for ruby before? Wasn't <laughs> it grapefruit?
0: So, so the ruby redbird.
1: Ruby Redbird. Yes. Uh, who I wasn't a fan of. I don't know if oh. maybe now my palette has changed, but oh. I wasn't a fan I, of.
0: I love they have different I, flavors. I, love, I love the Ruby Redbird. When I when I lived in Yoakum with my with my parents before I got married, working at the brewery, getting off work, middle of the summer, going to my parents' house, they lived on about an acre and a half. I would mow the lawn for my dad and I would go in, put in my headphones, pop a Ruby Redbird and just mow. Nothing better. If you're going to drink beer while you're doing something when it's hot, Ruby Redbird is perfect. And I know, I know what story you were asking for. Um, So, yeah, whenever I worked at the brewery, the woman who that beer is named after, Ruby, we called her Redbird. And she was, the sweetest woman she she was uh custodial i believe at the brewery and every friday when we'd walk up to go get our paychecks she was always in the same place so i don't know if she just cleaned the same spot the entire time <laughs> we just but every friday she was standing in that hallway while we were walking up to the front and we'd see her and she always was the most friendly person and she just i like in my head, I can still hear her voice and how like she just she was like uh, just a happy person, and it was just awesome and uh, i I think that may be part of why I love the Ruby Redbird so much is because of her, but yeah I, I, you know i 'm always going to lean the the shiner way to for their flavors. Now they're coming out some with some weird stuff, but
1: they had some s'mores know. that I saw and I was like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm not ready for that craziness yet. And you know what I'm very disappointed with? But hold on. Now I feel a little bad that I said that Ruby wasn't my favorite. I'll give it another try. <laughs> uh <right. laughs> here's what I don't like that I wish Shiner wouldn't have gone. And I can see it from uh from a business standpoint why they did it. They have Shiner Seltzers, and I always thought Shiner was better than that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. First time I saw them, I was like... I haven't kinda... tried them. I don't know. I
1: have, we've had Seltzers on this podcast before. I'm not against Seltzers. I'm just, come on, Shiner.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> right. Shiner is beer. Shiner is Texas. Exactly. Seltzer is not Texas. I mean, like we talked about on the last podcast with Sabrina and Culture Jam. Like I tried the Bud Light seltzers. They weren't bad, but it's not something that I'm going to come to Texas and be like, all right, I am standing in Lukenbach, Texas. Somebody give me a damn uh, Shiner seltzer.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's not You'll get ran out of town for sure. I'm like, nah, bro. Get out of
0: here. (laughs) You just head on (laughs) it. You just head on up out of her.
1: <laughs> I mean, I will get run out of town for a different reason, but um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But when I go back,
0: when I... I go back home, it's the same thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. We did talk about that. Uh, so I have these two beers, and I want to try them. They're both pecan. They're both Texas Austin Shiner, uh, five twelve. Right here, you can see it. I want to see which one is the better pecan but as i open them i want you to tell me what you're drinking and give me a rating for what you're drinking but the one thing i do like about shiner is the twist off that's always perfect meanwhile like most other ones you got to do
0: the All right, what are you drinking so, so i went a little different this this night um Normally, I drink Bud Light. That's my go-to for drinking, but sometimes I like to get a little, a little rowdy, Wasty so, face. Yeah, a especially like fast. yeah, I like to go a little too hard, too fast, especially when I have a Friday off, including the weekend. So I got a three-day weekend coming up. So when I do that, I like to go with Northgate Vodka Ooh. from College Station, and if you can see. In the background, you see revelry, Hullabaloo, connect, connect.
1: <laughs> what I see is that you've already done a little damage to that bottle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of have, you know, two shots for for drink, you know, to make sure to go off to get the stuff road. going right. Yeah, but I will say, so last time I reviewed Bud Light, I gave it a one. Uh, Northgate Vodka, I absolutely give it a It is smooth. It is, it's not kind of that harsh like alcohol. You know, a lot of vodkas sometimes smell like rubbing alcohol. This, nope. It's, I mean, it is a beautiful drink. So I would, if your liquor store doesn't carry it, I would, recommend you ask them to because it is it is really good. Really, really good.
1: See, the two in Too Hard Too Fast means that uh, you would drive to wherever it's at and not only drive to where it's at, you drink and make sure you stay there because you're going to go too Yoko. hard too fast on it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm a fan of vodka. I'm interested in trying it. Um, so pretty soon we're going to hang out and I'm going to need some North Gate vodka. I will make sure I have some for you, brother. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. Uh, let's see. Who should I try first? Try I the 512 first. I'm going to say this one's going to be better, so I'm going to save it for the end. There we go. All right. Good I just, choice. You know, I want to give it to Shiner, even though I do like 512. All right. All
0: right. Did you swish it? Did you swirl it? Oh, he's going back for seconds. Okay. There's an initial
1: yeah. pecan flavor, but then you taste like the the porter of it. Like it's a little heavier, <laughs> a little chocolatey. It's a little palate cleanser.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yep, there it is. There it is. It didn't take much to see that. I
1: don't, oh, man. Okay. I think I would drink <laughs> this. Okay, so let's see. This is a 6.0. This is a 6.0. This is a 6.2, so that's still very, like, mm. even. This is vegan for you Austin people. Um,
0: 83% organic, so I wonder what, <laughs> what's not organic about it. It's just got some like pork bones inside the broth or
1: there's a good like bam punch of pecan right as you drink it. But then you get the like that chocolatey porter taste out of it, like the background. This though I wanna say it's unfair. Because I just noticed it says candied. Candied, pecan. yeah. And you definitely taste a lot of pecan. And you get that candied and oh candied pecans. If you've never had candied uh, pecans, you're messing mm. up. <laughs> so good. 1.68. Ooh. Very high. Very good. 1.75. Yeah! For sure. Yes. <laughs> As I put it off screen and gonna drink. <laughs> Don't hate me, 512, but also I should note this. This one's more expensive, even when you buy it Ooh. single. If you buy multiples, it's gonna be more. This one was—it doesn't have the—it doesn't have the price on it, but it was cheaper, and you know the flavor's a little better on this. So, oh yeah, <clears throat> let Shiner me Wakes. let me
0: make a let me make a recommendation. Everybody listening, next time that you bake brownies, go get a single uh, Shiner Black Lager the black lager, substitute that for the water in your brownie mix. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. You don't taste the shiner or anything like that, but it makes the middle of the brownies just gooey, just oh, just oh,
1: so good. And then you add a little bit of that devil's lettuce. Oh, I... <laughs> Who's to say, right? Who's to say? <laughs> Joe Rogan I, actually,
0: I... Actually, I wouldn't know. I've never, I've never partaken in the devil's lettuce, so I actually wouldn't well. With know. that said, I
1: think there's a little too hard, too fast idea I have in my head right now, and I'm gonna try something. <laughs> I would definitely mix it. Mix it together, guys. <laughs> oh. So like a double
0: fisting kind of thing. <laughs> don't do that move. That's a <laughs> me <I don't> <laughs> Look, I'm just trying to figure out what you're doing over there. I I don't
1: I, I just don't... got the idea. I was like, hey, they're both open. I like <laughs> this it again. one a do lot. It again. I do don't it again. <laughs> I don't want it to go to waste, so you might as well Yeah. Might as well, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, two or of two That's good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to try. All right, I'm gonna have to try the candied pecan now. You've, you've convinced me on that one. Definitely a fan.
1: Good job, Shiner. Send me some beer.
0: <laughs> oh, when I worked at the brewery, I could get a case of Shiner anywhere I went for ten dollars.
1: Ooh, like even like, would have Even be- if it's not like just HB boom! I work for Shiner.
0: No, so I would come up to visit. My wife now, fiance at the time, and we would go to H-E-B and I'd get uh, two 12-packs of Shiner Blonde. And then on Monday morning, when I went back to the brewery, I would take them the receipt and they would give me everything back in cash except for 10 bucks.
1: Give me this story because I, I, I want to hear this story and I want everybody else to hear it. I know I've heard it. Um, going back to the Ruby uh how many times were you stung because of the ruby A Oh, uh, uh, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's some PTSD kind of shit right there. <laughs> um so whenever they would produce uh the ruby redbird, which when I worked there it was only during the the early summer, like spring, when I started there again in February of 2012, it was probably about a month later that we started getting in the shipments of the grapefruit nectar to produce Ruby Redbird and it was actually these giant plastic containers with the metal ribbing around it full of grapefruit extract and during that time it was only Ruby Redbird was only produced during the summer and then they would stop now it became so popular they produce it year round but we i worked in the um shiner reunion section of the brewery which a lot of people don't know you know you go to the store you see the shiner reunion pack the family pack and it's got all the different types of beers in it well when i worked there everything was hand packaged so whenever we would do um six packs or uh cases of of that you would have somebody standing on a conveyor belt or standing on each side of a conveyor belt line with one type of beer and they would put it into the box next 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 would go down the line guy would uh super glue the box shut it would go down a conveyor belt that was no more than probably six feet long to push the lid down And then you had somebody on the end that would stack these cases and we would do about, it was 50 cases per pallet and we would do about 50 cases a day. Majority of my time was spent at the end of the line, stacking cases of beer. And when I was doing that, my arms were phenomenal, like phenomenal. Just, I was ripped (laughs) doing that, but when they would run um, Redbird, the Ruby Redbird, a lot of times it was during the early spring to get them out for summer. And in the Shiner Reunion, the family pack, sometimes the main brewery, we would run out of certain types of beer because they had to run our stuff special. They had to run it specially in cases for, for us so if we ran out of one type and they were already on a run of something else, we couldn't do anything. So they would send us out in the yard to repair uh, pallets, you know, make sure that, that stuff wasn't coming up, restack pallets so that forklifts could come in and pull them inside. Well, those damn plastic containers of the nectar, the extract of grapefruit, once they used them, they would move them out into the yard and they would just leave them until they could come get picked up. And God, we would walk out there, and like, go to get a pallet to move to make sure it's repaired and usable and be like, the, oh, the, oh, sh- the, they would have one of those Redbird, Ruby Redbird uh, containers out there. Full of bees and of course you start walking by them and the bees are getting on you and you're you know i i probably only got stung a few times because they were normally um the honeybees trying to just get to the nectar and everything yeah. but it was mis- just you you immediately freak out <laughs> because it's like they like buzzing, and they land on you. And it's like no, 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 and then trying <laughs> to get the snakes to make sure the snakes are out from the pallets and stuff. And oh, wait, you have you had snakes too? Oh yeah, they were attracted to the same nectar or what? No, not the nectar, but the the pallets and everything would would attract them because it was good shelter during oh. the hot the hot summer and everything. So it would pull them in. So you know you'd get. Rat snakes or whatever. Every now and then, we had a couple of rattlesnakes, and we'd, you know, get them away. We didn't kill them or anything, but we'd just get them away because there's nothing for you here. Yeah, yeah. move on down the road. Unless you like some beer, (laughs) right? (laughs) You want some bees? (laughs) I would
1: freak out with the bees. I still, I freak out with bees all the time. And I remember I was young. My uncle had a. Like a little bee, not a bee farm, but like, you know, those little beehive things. Like, he was a little. And it sucked, man. Like, every I, I remember, all my cousins were telling me stories of how, like, they would all get stung. And for some reason, most of them got stung in the year. I don't know what <laughs> the heck was going on. These bees just had it like they were like assassins for the year. Like, ba um, And I think once I got stung, I don't remember if it was like. It was like a digit. I don't remember if it was like my finger or my my, uh, or if I stepped on one and it stuck me on my toe. It was one thing, and ever since then, I was like, nah, I don't want to ever mess around <laughs> with these. And <laughs> yeah, and then, I don't know about you, but like, for, in my family, it's like they rub. They used to rub uh, garlic. We call it el ajo. They rub it on the thing. I was like, I don't know if it's soothed it over or what it did, or they were just trying to warn more bats away. I don't know, or vampire <laughs> shit, some vampire shit. I don't know what was going on, but apparently it was supposed to soothe it. I don't know.
0: Yeah, never heard, never heard the garlic, never heard the garlic thing. So that one's that one's new.
1: I could be wrong, but this is too hard, too fast, and we don't check facts. So
0: right, maybe okay. it was
1: not even that. Maybe it was just a uh, Vicks.
0: No say. Sé. <laughs> they- just rubbed an egg on it and cracked it under your bed. Yes. You're fine, <laughs>
1: dude. 2022. How's your year so far, man? So
0: far, so good. Um, had a great Christmas, New Year with the family and everything. You know, the the best part about Christmas is the family. The family's growing. Um, so of course, it's me, my wife, and daughter. She's three and a half now and just awesome. She's, she's been in her, uh, daycare four-year-old class since November 1st. So she is the youngest person in her class, which is cool. Um, but you know, the family, the family's growing like, uh, my, my sister who is 10 years older than me and my brother-in-law and my two nephews, my oldest nephew just turned 26 who he's 10 years younger than me and he's got a, he's got a girlfriend who I, I, she's awesome. I call her short stack because she stands about that tall. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, You know, so we did a big Christmas down at my parents' house in New Bromble's and, you know, it was, it was awesome. It was, it was great. Um, Yeah. First, for New Year's, we it was just me, the wife and kid here. I did uh pizza on the grill. Oh, I, I saw stone. that. Yeah, Dude. I took my pizza stone out there and just fired up some charcoal and oh it was it was so good. Um yeah, man. I you know I That's the kind of
1: stuff <sighs> you're gonna put in the channel, man. I was super <laughs> interested in that because I was like, dang. That's an idea right there. I'm sure other people do it and stuff like that, but you don't see it
0: happening very often. Yeah, and and dude, the majority of the time, I'm like, man, this is going to be awesome for my channel. And then I start doing stuff, and like, I'm halfway done, or I'm cooking. I'm like, shit, that would have been really good. This past Christmas, I usually, I don't know. This is weird, okay? I'm going to get a little
1: heavy on this. Hey, we talked about that we were going to talk about heavy stuff. So, I'm going to get yep. a little heavy. This Christmas was one of the first Christmas that I've thoroughly enjoyed in a long time. And I'll say it because I almost went back to the innocence of Christmas. You know, like it's like Santa is leaving the Christmas presents. Yeah. How do they get there? You know, you don't know as a little kid. Things are like if you grew up in a family where. You believe in Santa and you believe that, you know, You somebody, he does come and leave the presence. You know,
0: if there's Wait, any... So, watching, hold on. Uh, so, Spoiler alert. <laughs> Santa, yeah. Wait. What about Santa? Uh.
1: <laughs> you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. And if you don't, uh, go ahead and off.
0: Spo- Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> Good spoiler alert. That last bit of you know as adults, we lose a lot of our <laughs> innocence <laughs> from just life in general, but we get to have it back with our kids, like my my daughter, um, Mia, Amelia. Christmas to me, is so much more special and it's still and you're right with that that re-engagement of the the magic of christmas knowing knowing that she oh just the her reaction on stuff her moment her just everything just yeah it, it, it 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 encompasses that magic of christmas back to us again as adults.
1: Yeah. For real. And, you know, I, if, do you do the elf on the shelf thing?
0: Nope. Nope, we don't. We just okay. threaten her with Santa.
1: Same. Oh, same. <laughs> what I did. I was like, he was acting up and then I go, well, uh, Santa, I think we're going to have to cancel the guest this year.
0: <laughs> I did the same yeah, thing. The I, would, I would go on TikTok and find like a live feed for a santa who i mean on during that time you know there were a ton of men with the white beards and hair and everything dressed up and they were like playing santa on tiktok and i would wait till i found one and then i would walk by her and be like oh yeah oh yeah santa she's (laughs) she's well she's being okay and she would see like the facetime and be like (gasps) and like it would it would freak her out (laughs) and yeah oh yeah yeah we don't do we don't do the elf on the shelf we do the straighten up or you're not getting shit (laughs) yeah pretty much (laughs) and then uh he he called
1: me out the other day um it was like so he goes so family got me spider spidey friends and spider-man's this spider-man that but santa didn't get me any venom toys can you call Ven uh, can you call uh Santa again and see if he can bring me a Venom toy? And I said, like, Well Santa's gone. Santa's done for the year. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Well call him. You were calling him. And I'm like, <laughs> no. And so then we ended up ordering him a venom toy. And when he was acting up, there was no more Santa to threaten him with. So I go. Hey Mr. Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Jeff, we're going to go ahead and just cancel that toy. <laughs> and now he's like, he's like, no, no, Jeffrey Basil. No, Jeffrey
0: Basil. <laughs> Very much uh, just- see, my God, Mia, Mia is way. She's way too smart. She's got the, she's got my patience, but her mom's intelligence. My wife is extremely intelligent and my kid will get pissed off at stuff and she will start just saying things to try to hurt your feelings <laughs> like she'll she'll sit in bed like this and she'll be like I don't like the Aggies anymore I don't I don't like Spider-Man I don't like Iron Man I don't like the Iron Man mask you got me and, and she'll, she'll sit there all just pissed off and she, she said the other night she goes all I wanted Santa to get me was a Doc McStuffins and he didn't do that. Well, my parents got her one. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah. can I cuss? Oh, I've been cussing this all time. Oh, okay. I was like, you fucking got a Doc McStuffins. Who do you <laughs> care where it comes from? He asked for Santa for it. And <laughs> my wife was telling me what she was saying at this because I didn't hear it. And I told I told Allison I go, well, shit, I would have told her." Said, "Well, no wonder you didn't get a doc McStuffins from Santa, the way you're acting. Somebody <laughs> else had to get it for you." <laughs> and she was like, "Damn. That's got gotcha. you." So I should have replied. But you know, wow. it's 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 one of those things, man. Like I and I think this is where we were kind of going with this with this podcast. Like I I have a tendency to spoil my daughter just because we we have her, um, and I know you and I were talking about this back in 2015, and it was actually on Good Friday that we found out my wife was pregnant, and went through, you know, everything, every doctor's appointment I went to with her. You know as our first child, we were having. We had been married at that point a uh, little over three years, and you know we we had. I I went to her, or went to every doctor's appointment with her, and the one doctor's appointment that I had an appointment at work that I couldn't make, I get a phone call from her, and she is just bawling her eyes out and I go, what, you know, what, what? She goes, they can't find a heartbeat. And immediately I switched into um, just that mode of kind of that protective mode and that mode of what do I need to do next not like holy shit! They can't find the heartbeat for my son. I may have lost my son. I just that. Okay, what do I need to do next to protect her? And what do I what do I need to do? You know, was this before um, or after your daughter? Uh, before, so uh, Amelia was born uh, March twenty eight. No, she was born March of 2018. He was supposed to be December of 2015. Um, But yeah, so I get the call. My wife works in Buda. Our doctor is in Kyle. I'm in Dripping Springs, roughly. And I get the call and I, I hear this and I'm like, immediately go into like numbers mode where I'm like, okay, um, I'm not grieving. I'm not scared. I'm not anything. My first thought is, okay, I need to get there with you. And uh, so I'm in this big room and in my office and my boss has uh, somebody with him in a meeting. And I turn around and look at him and I go like that. And he walks out with me and I'm a tall guy. I'm six foot, six foot four. Oh, I know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He, my boss at that time, who is still uh, my wife's boss, he's six foot eight. And he's only, he's a couple of years older than us. So he's, he's a young guy too with, with three kids. And he goes, what? Cause he's in the middle of a meeting. And I, I, I look at him and I go, um, Allison just called and they can't find a heartbeat. And he kind of goes blank too. Like he doesn't know what to do. And um, I, I go, I, I have to leave. And he goes, yeah, leave. And so I'm. I go down. It's from where my office is, at that time is at. It's off of 290, just across from Nutty Brown Cafe. I go. I hit Nutty Brown. I hit 1626 to get trying to get there. And I am just I am pedal to the metal going right, and. People are going the speed limit. So I'm going around them like dangerous going around them to this day. I will not get mad at anybody who does stupid shit driving around me because I don't know what's happening to them that they're trying to get to something yeah. and go and I'm hauling ass. And I, I make a normally 40 minute drive in 15 minutes And during that drive, I I call my mom, who my mom is working for the state, and she is down in Corpus for a conference. And I, I, I mean, I needed to call somebody. right? And so I call my mom, and I tell her, and then when I tell her, she, she breaks down. And then I break down <laughs> while I'm driving. <laughs> while <you're>, like <laughs> glasses fogging up and driving
1: 90 something.
0: Yeah. So I had, it, it didn't take much. I had called my mom and she said, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm on my way where they were down in Corpus for her, for stuff for, for her work.
1: When you yeah. called your mom what was her like or when you told her how did she respond because i'll tell you this before like when i told my mom when something bad happens to me like her reaction is not mean but her reaction is like is like oh my god like it, it just it sounds like there's
0: like, oh. yeah like like there's like, yeah there's there's no way to describe it in my head i still hear it and it to this day, it's still like it's it, her, the, the voice she made, I had never heard before. And yeah, it was, it, it, you know, there's no way to describe it. It was that truly like that, that emergency. Yeah, where she immediately wanted it. to be, she wanted to be with me. And she, they were, you know, hours away. And (laughs) it was funny. Um, My dad to this day, you know, my dad was military police officer and everything. And he's very sensitive to that. But again, he goes into that same mode of like, um, like directing traffic, you know, if a police officer sees an accident and wants, I mean, it's hurting them to not help, but it, their best thing they can do is kind of direct traffic at that time. And he immediately went into that mode where he has to get my mom to me, help me. He's got to direct everything. And, yeah, they made it from corpus to To Kyle in like two hours which that normally is like a almost a five-hour drive right um but yeah so driving driving to Buda or Kyle where where they were at um you know I even to this day I don't remember what I was thinking I was weaving in and out of traffic, and I, 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 there's no, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, I got to the hospital, which it was the same hospital that. Um, Were you angry, we had, sad? N- I was, I was nothing. Indifferent, just numb? Yeah, I was, uh, my, my whole mentality was to get to my wife. That was it. I had no, I mean, it was a complete blank slate on what what was going on. Um, and I got there and I got into the room with her and my wife's best friend was already there. And immediately, like, she broke down. Allison, my wife did. And I immediately went into like recovery mode, almost like I'm going to fix this. We're going to be okay. I'm, I'm in that like hug kind of moment. Like I'm not letting myself process anything because I know I need to be strong for her as as her husband, I can't break down. I can't I can't lose my shit there because she's losing hers. Somebody there has to hold hold that moment and be and be that strong person. So over the next day and a half, um, well that... Whenever I was, whenever I got there, doctor came in and, you know, part of me was still holding out hope that maybe they just missed the heartbeat somewhere. Maybe they just missed, maybe they missed it, um, brought in the ultrasound, brought in the vaginal ultrasound and everything. And no, no heartbeat. So we're at, we're at 30 weeks at this point. And the only option we have is, is my wife's going to have to deliver. And she, they're giving her medication. They're giving her stuff to try to try to help and, and everything. And it's just not working. Allison's having a lot of pain issues and she doesn't want to have an epidural she doesn't want to and there was a point where she and i are in that room and i tell her and say look i know you don't want an epidural i know you don't but you you need one you need we need to do this so we can get this get this finished So they bring in the stuff to give her an epidural. And, you know, they lean her over to do it. And she and I are face to face. And I start talking to her. I go, you know what? I I don't think we have a really good shot in the playoffs this year.
1: <laughs> and
0: she has leaned over getting this spike shoved into her spinal cord. And she goes, she goes, what do you want? No, we absolutely do. Yeah, we do. We got this and this and the Cowboys. Oh my!" And I go, no, but we're having an issue with this. And she and I just start this conversation about football. <laughs> and they, and you know, I know they're putting that in because she's grabbing my arm, but I just, and the more she squeezes, the more I kind of yell at her with football stuff. Like, no, because every goddamn year, the Cowboys disappoint us. They hurt us. And at the end of it, the nurse, um, she goes, you know, I do a lot of epidurals and this was probably the best one I've ever done to watch you and her talk that way. And. You know, there, there was, we knew in that room that there was not going to be a. a Super good... Bowl
1: trip for the Cowboys.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we, we knew that since we were frigging 13 years old, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, in that room, we knew there was, there was no happy ending. And uh, I, there were, there were, one of the nights where i just i laid on the couch going to sleep and i was praying that that it was a dream that you know i (laughs) i've always had really great dreams and then you wake up and you're like wait wait shit (laughs) not real I, i i dreamed i won the lottery Son of a bitch. This was kind of the opposite of that.
1: Hey, dude, for like, me, look, look at this. I don't know if people, you can notice that, but the whole time, when I fucking get stressed out, like, I silently just, like, pick up my, my, my thumbnails. This whole yeah. time, that's what I've been doing. Look,
0: look, look at mine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: so, so, like, just listening to the story, I've been, like, back and forth, and I caught myself a few times, and I'm, like, playing it all. And then I go right <laughs> back to it. Yeah. Um, so in, in this whole thing, man, like, you know, not trying to relive everything, you know, it sucks one hundred percent obviously. Well, I think when we were talking about this and I you I stopped you back then because I was like, I think this is a good story that we need to share if you wanna share it. Um For a guy's perspective, because, you know, we know women, they go through the physical and emotional pain. Like, we can no way and at all know what they go through because, yeah, they tell us stuff, but they don't tell us everything. Right. And so we can, at no point, even try to imagine what they go through. But I don't think a lot of people talk about what the guy goes through. You know, like we well, have to be tough or pretend. And, to be.
0: and that was that was kind of where I was going. the The last thing I want to say about that moment in the hospital, both me laying on the couch, wishing, wishing it was a dream. It got to the point that I stood there, held Allison's hand she and i have been friends since we were 12 and i held her hand and i knew we have we have two ways to go here one we completely separate ourselves we blame the other person we blame ourselves and we are done or we can rally around each other we can rally just become strong together and that's what we did we 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 became stronger together and we you know it it, we, we we rallied around each other now post everything you know in the hospital everything yeah and what you were saying was as a as a man i felt you know i had i had a week and then i was back to work she had a few weeks before she had to be back it i i couldn't function at my office because i go back and i sit in my chair and i'm flashed back to that moment and i would find times where I would sit there and I would just stare because my mind would start going. And eventually I had to leave that job to go to another job because I just I couldn't I couldn't be in that spot anymore because I couldn't look at that moment, you know, because that moment would keep replaying over and over. And, you know, as a, as, a, as a man trying to handle that stuff, I loved the fact that the church that my wife goes to has a woman's group for fertility and just fertility and infant loss. They have a support group where they get together every week. We, we didn't have that you know i but i had no no support group she she had that she had a group of friends who had been through it who had gone through that same interaction that's that 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 you know she had that support group me i had <laughs> you know i and amazingly um jerry came up another friend of mine came up after it happened and you know i i have a great support group but nobody that went through it well nobody that went through it nobody who's here you know i i had and that's the thing like oh so
1: like it was all over the phone or something like that
0: Right, right. That's somebody right. like physically talking to. See, and that was the other thing was that for a woman. So statistically, one in five women will have a premature pregnancy or um, a, a miscarriage or stillbirth. And I mean, that's a shit ton of that's twenty percent of women. Right. And so that's a big. Portion of of the population for women and they have a support group. For us,
1: there's really
0: not that one. I mean, the only support group I had through Allison's Church was a group of guys who were playing fantasy football together. Like, well, shit, I love fantasy football. (laughs) (laughs) Let's play. But, you know, we're not talking about what happened? we're not we're not that's talking the thing. about and that's the thing. That loss. Like,
1: that's where I'm like, you know, even in this conversation, I don't think I can one hundred percent relate like I can relate to the fact that I have a kid, and if I knew that I, at any moment I lost him before or you know at any moment, like I'm gonna be a mess, so. Yeah that's where I like relate to people where it's like, I'm hearing stories like this and I cannot even fathom the the fact. Arthur, I, you know, this whole thing, like it's, it's super heavy. Hey man, we're trying to happy new year. Right. Right, Cheers. 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 I think like I was saying, it's super important. I needed this conversation because I don't think it's out there as, as, as much. You know, like you we were saying, yeah, we understand that the women are going through a lot. Way more oh, yeah. than we are. Oh, yeah. And I don't want to yeah. take anything like that away. I just oh, want people to not. also understand that as us guys, we're going through stuff, too. And I, I say we, I'm including myself. I wasn't, I'm not there, obviously. But I feel like yeah, there's some and- moments that us guys are not taking, that we go through as a couple, but then the guy just has to like suck it up and do it. And not because, I don't know, like it's not a right way to say it to like, we're not, we're not doing it because, oh, we're macho. And then like, we're doing it because we're taking... Control the situation. We don't want the woman. Well, no, we, already going through a we, lot. What
0: what we worse. do? What we do as men is we pull the burden on ourselves. We we become the pillar of the situation because you're absolutely right.
1: And but, I think you said something very important, or uh, at least that you guys made a decision, like we're we're either gonna go against each other or work together. And I I think, unfortunately, that's what happens because we're not, unfortunately, we're not taking into account that we're we're dealing with stuff, too. And then that becomes into resentment and whatever it is. And then some people are just not like capable of saying, I need the help or we need to work together where it just becomes bitter rivalry and then we go our separate ways.
0: Well, it doesn't, it doesn't, it never becomes a rivalry. It becomes a, a blame game it becomes uh. well, I, I did this, you didn't did, you didn't do this, you did this, you know, it, it becomes simple things like that. And it's weird. Um, after, after something like this happens. And of course we lost our son, Oliver. Oliver Trent Rogers want to put his name on record because make sure people know he, he, he is my son, um, died September of 2015. We also on father's day of 2020, we had a miscarriage on father's day. So, you know, I, I, man, I'm trying to figure out the best words to put it. You never, you never, you never want to blame the other person because, as men, we internalize everything. What did we do? What did I do? What did I say? What What could I have done different to have prevented this? Men spend our entire lives. Living in a hindsight moment. I mean, all of us going to bed at night, we we have that hindsight moment. Like, well, shit, I could have done this better. I could have done this better. Or that moment where you know you got really pissed off at your kid, and a couple of days later, you're like, shit, I could have done that better. Oh yeah, well- we. We live in a constant state of hindsight. I think the biggest thing that I want to come out of this podcast is to let men know that it's okay. It's okay to hurt. It's okay to be sad, but it's not your fault. Man, it's not your fault. It's not what you did. It's not what you did to other people. It's not, it's not karma. It's not shit coming back around. I think that was my biggest thing is like throughout my, my life, I, I did some really fucked up things to ex-girlfriends, never, you know, never physical abuse or anything like that. But telling them, Oh, I love you. And just to have sex and something so devastating, like this happens, losing a child where you start thinking it's karma coming back around. It's not karma. It's not, there is, I truly believe in a yin and yang A yin and yang existence where there is balance to everything. There has to be loss in this world. There has to be. I truly believe that God lays the pain on people who can handle it. I truly believe that, I mean, I've, I've looked at friends of mine who have multiple kids and their marriage is not doing great. And I look at them and I go, they could never survive what we went through. I look at us as we are strong enough to get through this and that's what god has to have we have to have loss in this world there's no escaping loss but it's a matter of handling it versus who who can't and i truly believe that god puts this on us god put a god put two children loss on me and my wife because we can handle it rather than putting it on somebody else who their marriage couldn't take that. Their marriage couldn't survive this. This man and woman truly love each other, but they could not take that loss. And that's what really got me through everything. Cause I went to a really dark, dark, dark place we lost our son we lost oliver i went to a really bad place but i came out of it knowing that there there there's more to this world ultimately Having... was
1: there was there somebody like that you did you talk to people you know obviously you were saying you had a group of friends That you could talk to, but they weren't there physically. Was there ever somebody that you were able to talk to? Because I'm saying, like, maybe your your obviously your faith, um, your belief keeps you going and kept you going and helped you. But let's say for somebody that's not believing or, you know, doesn't have that kind of faith, what would help them to, like, get over it? Or not to get over, because I don't think you necessarily get over right. it. Right, you, you never, you never get over it. Pushing forward,
0: I think, is the better right. word. You know, for for somebody who doesn't have faith, I, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Uh, if I were to go, when I go through, like, really hard stuff, I think about, like, small prayer stuff where it's still, like, my certain belief is still there even though I make jokes about the church and religion and all that. But then also at the same time, I try to think about like life itself. And it's like, how, what do I need at this moment to move forward? Do I need to talk to somebody? Do I need to work it out? Like work, like I physically work out. Do I need to drink through it? Do I need to, which is probably usually never the correct answer. <laughs> I mean, this is I mean... too much, fast, and I love it. This is the <laughs> best, you know, whatever. Like, I like that. But for certain, like, really hardcore situations, I usually seek something physical. Whether I it's talking idea... to somebody or working out, meditation. And I say I don't meditate. Like, if you ask, if Jen asks, I don't meditate. But, like, <laughs> when I'm working out on my own,
0: there's a lot of thoughts that go through my head i think the idea of a moment you know it, i mean first things first the the thing is is nobody knows true heartache until they're in it and i think the biggest problem because uh, becomes you know when are you in it? You know it's it's like that old that old thing. Like um, you don't know you're in the good times until you're out. You know right. I wish I knew I was in the good times while I'm still in them. The office, Andy. Good job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know you you really don't know how bad it can be until it's bad so it, it's all relative it's all relative to where you're at and I mean for somebody somebody losing a, a mom or dad is really bad me losing two children really bad but it's all relative you know like me and you sitting here You've never lost a child, but you've had stuff that has hurt you too that you work through. You've never been to a spot where I am, but I've never been to a spot where you are. So it's all, it's all relative.
1: So to it's where all you're just at. making sure, you know, figure out where you're at,
0: where you want to be, and what you need to get there. Well, I I think the ultimate, the ultimate thing that you have to do, you have to internally find where you are. You have to internally figure out how to get out. Because as, and, and this is the ultimate thing that we do as men, there's... We, we have to figure out a lot of stuff for our, for ourselves. We have to figure out where we go from here. You know, it's, it's trying to, it's clawing ourselves out of where we get to and how bad is it? Because as men, we're told, Oh no, you're fine. Well, you're fine. You're good. You're, you're, you're going to be okay. Don't be a little bee. Walk it off. Right. Walk it off. Walk it off. is always the, 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 the big thing, Mm -hmm. you know, just, I, I, my message to any man out there who is going through this, you're not alone. We are, we are out here there's a lot of us out here and there's actually a group of people on, um, Facebook. It's, um, dads with angels where we have a support group where you can, you can vent, you can talk. We're, we're here to talk to because there's, there's, there's not a lot of us that will look for that help because the majority of the time we're told, well, just, you're fine. Well, we're, you know, we're told, how's your wife doing? Is she okay? Is she doing okay? Is she okay? And my immediate reaction after losing Two kids was to protect her that was my immediate go-to and you know there's 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 groups out here on Facebook dads with angels we're a large group we're actually based out of the UK is where it started and it's a hundreds of thousands of men who just on Facebook just vent and we're we're out there and I think that's the important thing I want everyone to know you know it, it there is no there is no getting over it you never get over it There is no end to the hurt. Every year, I sit and think, well, I've got my daughter now who's almost four. I should have a seven-year-old, and I should have a two-year-old. It never ends. It never does. It's always going to It's always going to be there. But the important thing is knowing we're, we're, we're going to be okay.
1: I like that. We're going to be okay. I'll cheers to that. We're going to be okay. Yep. Um, let's end this on a positive note, what well, I think that's a positive note, we're gonna be okay, but let's I'm right. Um, <laughs> dang man, I know we were gonna <laughs> go heavy, I knew we were gonna go heavy, for <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate your honesty and your candidness. I appreciate your truth, man. I, your story, this is amazing. You know, it's it's a heavy story, but. It's an
0: important story. It's an important story. I want, I want men out there to know we're we're here. We are all in it together.
1: I told you, and I told everybody that we're going to end in a light fashion. So, in that sense, I'm going to do something weird over here, and as I'm doing (laughs) that, I want you to tell me your biggest. Or your nerdiest thing you have in that man cave of yours.
0: <laughs> I got comic books on the wall, man. I'm to got... gotta... tell you my nerdiest thing. Nerdiest. I, I, I think this is. So While you do I that, I'm going to
1: do this move right here.
0: So, from the new Ghostbusters movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I have been a Ghostbusters fan since I was a kid. They didn't offer this in theaters where I'm at, but I bought these online from AMC. These are Echo One popcorn popcorn buckets. Popcorn buckets? Yeah, this is a popcorn bucket. With Ecto One.
1: So that is badass. But, well, like, is there popcorn in it or just to hold the popcorn? I think it's just
0: to hold the popcorn, but I don't, I, I haven't oh, opened it. No, plan, no, plan <laughs> no I mean, if there's popcorn in there, it's going to be really, really terrible. <laughs> but, um, between, so I would take that or <sighs> shit. I have comic books from the amalgam universe where in 1996 they combined marvel and dc comics for a for a single run and i have um let's see bruce wayne agent of shield i have spider boy imagine if I- they did that with the movies Right. I have I have Iron Lantern, uh, Justice League X, uh, Super Soldier Steve Rogers, and Superman combined. Yeah. So I think. Uh, yeah, I think that's my. Um, I got some Power Ranger um, flip heads. Remember those as a kid, the flip heads for Power Rangers? Is it the Pez? No, the, pow- the old Power Ranger toys where one head was the uh, helmet and you could open up their chest and flip them around. and It would be their regular face. Oh, I got dang. a bunch I of those. I don't have that. Yeah. Um, got the Iron Man Infinity Gauntlet. So, yeah, nerd so stuff. Basically I'm, a I'm, big old nerd room. Can I pick Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> yep. um, eventually, we're going to have to take a tour of this room. So we're going to have to get you back over here on the yes, Too sir. Hard, Too Fast podcast.
0: Yes, sir. I'm always uh, here.
1: <laughs> on my end over here, I don't know if you were watching, but I mixed both of them together. Oh. And so with that, I want to give one more last Cheers. To 2022, the story this, hey, we're back. I feel, Arthur, I feel like you're going to be around for too hard, too fast. Quite a bit, man. I'm here. I love talking to (laughs) you. I have a fun time, so I think,
0: cheers. It's not like you can play fantasy football anyway, so. Hey, I did good enough.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But with that said, hey, mix them up. Candy pecan porter, pecan, uh, pecan porter. They make a weird pecan. Hey, is it pecan or pecan? Well, pecan. It it's, it's pecan. It's pecan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that said, dare to be you. Dare to be weird. Thanks for your story. That you know, That's you sorry. completely opened up. This is we definitely went too hard too fast, and I appreciate it. Absolutely, brother. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening. Oh, uh, the tech, uh, tech rowdy Texan abroad.
0: Yep, a rowdy Texan abroad. Yes, sir. Please, soon to be sexy. <laughs> done.